Do summer projects your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. With free delivery on over 2 million items, you can make the most of summer grilling and dig into gardening. Plus, get same-day delivery on thousands of products like power tools and storage to tackle any last-minute garage project. Summer your way with Memorial Day savings from The Home Depot. How doers get more done. Order select and stock items by 4 p.m. subject to availability. Do you want a beautiful lawn? Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. Welcome to the Get Fit Guys Quick and Dirty Tips to Slim Down and Shape Up. My name is Brock Armstrong. I'm the Get Fit Guy, and training slowly has been often seen as a sign of weakness or laziness. However, If you want to run or bike or swim faster, a smart approach is to actually slow down and train slowly by slowly. In the article, How to Start Running, well, you learned how to get started and you gathered some important tips on how to be efficient and strong. Then the article, How to Run Faster, offered you six quick and dirty tips to run faster for longer without getting tired. Let me highlight those six tips right now. Tip number one was lose weight or body fat. Think about carrying a bag of potatoes up a flight of stairs. Compared with simply carrying your body weight, the consequences of lifting one, five, or ten extra pounds with each step can have you instantly huffing and puffing. You can find out more about that in the article, Can Losing Weight Make You Run Faster? Now, tip number two for running faster is increase your cadence. The fastest runners in the world have a few defining characteristics, and one is that they take more steps per minute than the rest of us. In running terms, that means they have a higher cadence, and specifically a cadence around 90 steps per minute on one foot or 180 on both feet has been found to be ideal. Tip number three for running faster is use a treadmill. Including tempo runs, which is where you set the treadmill to a slightly faster speed than you're comfortable with, can actually train your nerves and muscles in your legs to move faster. Since there are no stoplights or street crossings on a treadmill, this can give you time to help you focus on your proper running form. And you can find out more about that in the article, Does Your Footfall Really Matter? Tip number four for running faster is run hills. The beauty of running up hills is that they allow you to achieve high intensities without that same amount of joint impact and pounding that you experience when you're running on flat terrain. Running up a hill is kind of like putting some extra weight on the barbell, and it will make you stronger. Fast. You can learn more about hill training in the article, The Ups and Downs of Hill Training. And tip number five for running faster is use plyometrics. 
The benefit of plyometrics is that they teach your muscles in your legs and your feet to quickly absorb your body weight and then rebound from the ground. As a result, you minimize your ground contact time and maximize the distance that you travel with each step. Even if you improve by just milliseconds per step, well, over thousands of steps, this can be a substantial speed boost. And the final tip is be consistent. Running every 48 or 72 hours keeps your muscles prepared for the specific movements of your running gait. And remember that when it comes to consistency, even a short 15 or 20 minute jaunt is better than nothing at all. Now today, I'd like to add a seventh tip to that list, and that is slow down to get fast. The runners who train with legendary coach Patrick Sang have a term for their run training, and that is slowly by slowly. Sang is absolutely one of the most notable run coaches on the planet, and he told Ed Caesar, who is a writer for Wired magazine, about this philosophy. He said that if you thought about only one workout at a time, you were missing the point. The idea of a training program is to improve every aspect of a runner holistically. One single good day of training, well, that's worth a little on its own, but a good week or even better, a good month is really worth something. And that is how slowly by slowly the athlete builds their fitness. Now, this idea of slowly by slowly is something that I have a tough time getting across to the runners I coach. People usually come to me expecting and perhaps hoping that I will simply kick their butt into shape, and I can often see a bit of relief in their eyes when I tell them that we're actually going to spend a few weeks preparing their body for running before we even start the run portion of their run training. But I can also see some disappointment in their eyes too. We Westerners are not good at a thing called patience. We just want to dive in and exhaust our willpower in as short amount of time as possible and then bask in the results. Well, that is not how slowly by slowly works. Now, not to keep picking on us, but the other issue we Westerners have is that we want all of our workouts to leave us exhausted. If we're not hurting and panting and covered in sweat, well, how can it be effective? Well, again, this is where the Kenyans, and particularly those in Patrick Sang's group, outdo us. They are extremely dedicated to being the absolute best runners that they can be, but they know that busting a gut day after day is not the way to do that. And that leads me to the other aspect of the slowly by slowly philosophy that I want to highlight today. And that is that the actual speed at which the runners train is all over the map. And that includes running surprisingly slow the majority of the time. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and & Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. Do you want a beautiful lawn? 
Enter True Green, the easiest way to get a great lawn. Just water and mow and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and more. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. And they have a verified best price, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com, T-R-U-G-R-E-E-N.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people. Guaranteed. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. All right, let's get back to slowing down. In a study titled, How Do Endurance Runners Actually Train Relationship with Competition Performance? Researchers found that total training time spent at low intensities might be associated with improved performance during highly intense endurance events. Now, that seems contradictory, doesn't it? The event is high intensity, but the training is low? How does that work? Well, we know that a runner's heart rate usually follows a linear relationship to their running intensity. Basically, your heart beats faster the faster you run. So, these particular researchers took eight well-trained sub-elite endurance runners and had them perform a maximal cardiorespiratory exercise test before beginning a six-month training block. Their heart rate was then continuously recorded using telemetry during each and every training session over the six-month macro cycle, which was designed to achieve peak performance in the National Cross-Country Championships. By monitoring them so closely, the researchers were able to quantify the total time that the runners spent in three intensity zones, and those three zones were Zone 1, light intensity, and this zone had an average heart rate of below 140 beats per minute or 60% of the runner's VO2 max. And Zone 2, which was moderate intensity. This zone had an average heart rate between 140 and 171 beats per minute or 60 to 85% of VO2 max. And finally, Zone 3, which was high intensity with an average heart rate that was above 171 beats per minute or over 85% of their VO2 max. Now, during this training block, the fastest runners performed 71% of their training in Zone 1 and only 21% of their time in Zone 2 and a paltry 8% in Zone 3. So, as you can see, and as I indicated earlier, the runners who had shuffled the most training time in the low-intensity zone fared the best in the big race. The reason why low-intensity running yields such great dividends is that it improves what we call maximal aerobic fitness, or maximum aerobic function, or just plain math, meaning that it has a more significant impact on heart and lung function while also putting in the necessary stressors on your legs and your feet and your hips. So, yes, spending time enjoying a leisurely run is not only a nice way to spend some time, but it can have a direct and positive impact on your race time. 
as long as it is countered with some hard stuff, too. Now, going back to Patrick Seng and the slowly by slowly philosophy, he says every session is a building block. They work hard, but not every day. So remember in the study, the fastest runners spent 71% of their time training in zone one, but they also spent 8% givener. And when I say givener, I mean it. Running at 85% of your VO2 max is uncomfortable, to say the least. And this is the other piece of the puzzle. Yes, you need to spend time going slow, but when it is time to go hard, you really have to be ready to go hard. And this is a mistake that many of us runners make. We don't go slow enough on the slow days, and we also don't go fast enough on the fast days. We tend to just sort of fiddle around in the middle there somewhere. Elite coach, author, and researcher Dr. Phil Maffetone says that building a solid aerobic base fitness is accomplished by training exclusively in the aerobic zone, or zone one, for three to six months, depending on the runner's history. Now, Dr. Maffetone also says that during this period, anaerobic workouts should be avoided because they can actually impair the aerobic system. Therefore, each workout during your base training should be 100% aerobic. Now, after a solid base is built, that is when I like to start introducing some of those fast and hard zone three training sessions. Now, here are three of my favorites to get you started. And I'm going to talk about them in terms of running, but you can do these in the pool or on a bike or whatever you choose. The first one I like to call hard strides. Not very inventive, I know, but this is how it goes. After a good warm-up, you run one minute at your maximum sustainable pace, which is as fast as you can sustain without pooping out before the minute is up, and then you jog easy for four minutes. Then you repeat this, one minute hard and four minutes easy, six to eight times. Then make sure you cool down appropriately, and you can find out more about cooling down by going to getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com and looking for the episode about cooldowns. Now, the next workout that I'll recommend is called 30 by 30s. Now, with this one, you warm up with an easy 10 to 20 minute jog. Then you run 30 seconds at your maximum pace, followed by 30 seconds at a very, very easy pace. Now you repeat this 30 seconds hard and 30 seconds easy 20 times. Then you cool down with 10 minutes of easy jogging, slowing down until you're walking, and then you go and hit the foam roller and the showers. And the third workout that I will recommend is what I call seven and threes. With this one, you warm up for five to 10 minutes with an easy jog. Then you do the following four times through. Run hard for seven minutes as fast as you can sustain for the entire seven minute interval without slowing down. Then you recover with a light jog or a fast walk for three minutes. You do that four times and then you cool down for five to 10 minutes with an easy jog and then a walk. Then of course, hit the foam roller, do some stretching and hit the showers. Now to echo what Dr. Maffetone says on his website, Training slow has often been seen and considered a sign of weakness, or worse yet, laziness. However, as we've learned today, if you want to run or bike or swim faster, a smarter approach is to actually slow down and go slowly by slowly. But also remember that when it is time to go hard, you must truly make it count.
you will still encounter people who think that anaerobic training or speed work is the only way to build speed, but by developing a strong and solid aerobic system, you will indeed get faster, and you will also avoid all that wear and tear that can potentially lead to sickness and injury that often accompanies anaerobic training, especially when it is introduced too much too soon. And finally, remember, in the words of Patrick Sang, work hard, not every day. Now for more slowing down info and getting fast tips or to join in the Slowly by Slowly conversation, head over to facebook.com slash getfitguy or twitter.com slash getfitguy where we're having some pretty good chats these days. And also go over to getfitguy.quickanddirtytips.com to get all the links to all the things I talk about and, of course, a full transcript of every episode of this podcast. Now, my name is Brock Armstrong, and I'm the Get Fit Guy, asking you, what are you waiting for? Go get fit. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash activecash.